it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome to Hurt at Sports Radio. Markowski had the angle inside, couldn't put it away. Petrie drains a three early off the bench for the freshman from Australia. On the outlet, it's Newton right of the lane. Gives to Caravan, steps into a three, and Caravan drills it. Kicks over to Castle. Castle hands to Caravan. Try another one. Alex Caravan's got another one. Back-to-back jacks by Caravan. Mr. Big Shot hits, and UConn extends to a 72-39 lead. Finney on top of the key. Just dribbles going nowhere, and now Freddie DeLeon gets the steal, drops it off to Adu. He throws it up and in with the left hand as he's fallen to the ground. There was a collision. Adu was still able to be strong enough to muscle it up with the left hand. He now has 23 points. Top of the circle, Chad Bacon-Mazzaro with five, with four. Step back, three ball, CBF. First half comes to a close. Body rope. Auburn 50, South Carolina 28. Yeah, I think at the beginning of the year it was like, ah, oh, maybe this is possible, but as we've kind of approached it, it was more so like when it's going to happen instead of if. And, um, you know, this isn't why you play basketball. I think it's just kind of come with how I've been able to perform over my four years. And um, I'm very fortunate. And obviously, Coach Booter has really allowed me to be me. And that's something I'm really thankful for, too. Good morning, everybody, here on Herd at Sports Radio. We're doing great this morning. We're not having any trouble whatsoever. Uh, we, we haven't even been kind to one another. It's all for early to be as mean-spirited as we have to one another, but uh, it's a trap game kind of Thursday, so we might as well get that trap game right. That voice you hear is Old DB. I'm Ravi Lula. We're live on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN. I'm like, hey, what's up? Hello. Tri-Cities, as well as Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, good show for you here this morning. It's all relative. Well, good show. Or bad yeah. Show? <laughs> we have a good show planned. Whether it ends up being a good show or not is remains to be seen. Yeah. Uh, but we will obviously. There's a lot going on in terms of sports news. But let me tell you about our guests real quick. We're going to talk to Mitch Sherman of the Athletic at 8 a.m. At 8:30, we're going to talk to Coach Laura. Kuhn of the Omaha Supernovas. 
Uh, we're at 845. We're going to talk to our Vegas insider, Brian Edwards. And then at 9, we're going to talk to Michael Brunts as Nebraska baseball gets underway this weekend. Uh, and, of course, we'll wrap up the show with a little hurt at hot seat because I think that might be the only time we actually get to the Super Bowl questions that I've been trying to ask all week. Do you have a lot of Super Bowl questions? I feel like you've been telling me this since Monday. I, I do. It's we just a, haven't got to them yet. Yeah. We'll get to them. It'll be good. Ba- uh, baby steps, man, baby steps. But coming up in this first hour, obviously we're going to get to uh, the Coach Mack situation, which appears very fluid now with Chris Holtman leaving – or not leaving, being asked to leave Ohio State – uh, being told to leave Ohio State. Uh, so obviously that has some uh, possible ramifications for Creighton and Coach Mack. Uh, obviously there is uh, a lot going on with the shooting at the Kansas City Victory Parade yesterday. We'll touch on that as well um, here in the first hour. But I do want to start with Coach Mack here because it's near and dear to your heart. It is near and dear to my heart. And I also think people maybe are not appreciating how real of a possibility this might be because obviously he had the overtures from Ohio State back in 2017 right his resume has only gotten better since then he's gotten a sweet 16 he's gotten an elite eight he's proved he can recruit at a higher level yeah right like his resume who who knows what would have happened if Notre Dame came knocking just a little later on in the season as opposed to in the middle of a run there was a lot yes right like Ohio State came knocking in 2017 Notre Dame came knocking last year and those were things that we knew about there was some others along the way that didn't get as serious the Ohio State one last time serious the Ohio State one last time was serious yeah um because and you know that because they held a press conference to say he was not going to Ohio State. If there were ever a press conference to address a rumor, it's not a rumor; it's real. <laughs> okay, yeah. like that's how we. That's how you know it has crossed over from rumor to reality. And so, I I think Creighton has some work to do here to feel good about Coach Max. Isn't it ironic too for the last? What is today's Thursday? Mm-hmm. So for four days. So since. You and I have been chit-chatting mm-hmm. as, um, you know, cohorts. Yeah. Ohio State has come up every day they as have. a basketball job. Which is weird. <laughs> right? Not, uh, not something that was in the notes, uh, Ohio except today. St- and, and I'm sure people were like, "Why? Like, what is going on with the Ohio State and, and realistic expectations? And It's an interesting kind of case study, though, right? It, it really is. Because – a school with that much money, a football – I mean, it, it's kind of similar to the Alabama basketball job, right? Because you have a ton of money. You have unlimited resources because of the football success. But how much do actually people actually care mm-hmm. about the basketball success? That's the million-dollar question, or in this case, the $12.8 million question to have Chris Holtman see, seen out the door. Isn't it always interesting um, – and a nice little situation Ted Carter walks into. Yeah. Um, but anyway, it, I always think it's important to to figure out. I can't remember who told me this. Maybe it was the amazing Daniel. It was somebody who gave clarity after all these years, which was maybe a year ago or two. So at like 48 and a half years of age, I realized if you're going to have conversations about whether something is something or not, mm-hmm. Know the know the frame of reference in which you're arguing it from. Okay. Right. So, so what does that mean in this context? It means when we're talking about value and level of a job, mm-hmm. 
Like, has anybody ever said what kind of job it's supposed to be? Because you wouldn't be arguing from a vantage point of if it's this job or if it's that job if the expectation level was ever set on what kind of job it is. Sure. Right? Yeah, so yeah. people think it's like when you – and his his analogy was, if you're talking about like the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. like – what are the parameters that we're talking about? Sure, absolutely. So are we talking about so if we're resume, talking about yeah. So if we're, we're talking, talking about, about what kind peak. of job this is, yeah. what kind of parameters are we talking about? Is this relative to the conference? Is this relative mm. to the national landscape? Is this relative to the money that they spend? Because I think a few of those are different conversations. But until people get on the same page. Then you can't really have that. You can't really have that conversation. That's fair. So let me set out some parameters of what I think Ohio State is, or what I what I think when I'm talking about a good job, right? First and foremost, the first parameter that I think is what level can you achieve in terms of winning here? Okay. Now that is a very broad umbrella that includes a lot of these other parameters in it. I suppose you could check you could check history. Yeah, history is one of them, right? But I also think you know. Creighton's a good example of this. Their history probably does not indicate their future ceiling because you change conferences. You kind of have a different emphasis on basketball now. Um, you have, you're, you're in the Big East as opposed to Missouri Valley. Like, there's differences there. And I also so, – so I think – and Butler's a good example of this too. I don't look at Butler and say, hey, you made two national title games. You can win a national title. Yeah. I don't look at Butler as a place that go, yep, that's the place you can win a national title, even though they've gotten within about an inch of doing it, Right. So when I ask that question, part of it is, is historical, right? You go to Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, you know this is a place where national titles are expected, mm-hmm. right? Ohio State, I think you can win a national title there. I don't know if that's the expectation, but you've got the ceiling to do it. So that's the first and foremost in terms of laying out parameters of what makes it theoretically a good job. What goes into that for me, A, is resources, what resources do they have available for you? Ohio State, basically unlimited resources. Is that fair? Fair. Um, ability to recruit there at a high level. I think you can bring <laughs> I, in whoever you want to – whoever you can are good enough to get. 100%. Being at Ohio State doesn't prevent them from going there, right? Yeah. Creighton, there's some high-end guys that being at Creighton probably prevents you from getting. You're not usually – you're not – I mean, you're not getting the five-star guys, right? At least not yet. The other thing that I think matters here, and this is where Ohio State falls short, is how much does that program mean to people there? Because as much as they care about Ohio State football, we've seen Ohio State basketball not exactly top of their concern list. Okay, so let me just give some uh, just frame of reference. So how many conference – Regular season championships? Do you think Ohio State has since I've been in high school since 1990? Regular season conference championships. Uh, I'm not counting ones that have been vacated. Probably. So you, you're not counting those. No. Okay. So 30, roughly 35 years. I would guess four. Nine. Okay, that's more. Okay. What about postseason conference championships? I'm gonna guess less than nine. They've got, they didn't get any in the 90s. Yeah, but they did pretty good. They, went on, they went on a little run. I'm going to say five. Very good. So to the last 30 years, so mm-hmm. a third of the time for regular season champions, roughly, in the last 35 yeah, years. Yeah, which is 
pretty good. That's actually better than I would have thought. Way better than I thought, honestly. And then uh, conference tournament champions five times since two thousand, which is really good. Is that surprising? Yeah, I was. I wasn't surprised by the tournament championships. I was surprised by the regular season championships since ninety. That's. I mean, that's that's double what I thought. Yeah, since '02, they've got five. Yeah. Now you got three in a bunch, right? I think ten, eleven, and thirteen. Yeah, because you had the like Evan Turner was yeah. in there, and you had, you had some. Good but crews. but you've had some fellas that you've recruited. Too. Yeah, they've gotten so, good guys. So I, do, but do you know where I'm going with why I always there's always a method to my madness why I yeah. set this up right? See the the disconnect for this job and its perception mm-hmm. is between the actual job and the fan base. Yeah, <laughs> because even on Monday when this came up. On a on a humbug, yeah. and then again on Tuesday, we got Steve Marinas, and it's like, ah, man, you know what's wrong with this Ohio State deal? You guys, you, we always brought it back to the fan base. Mm-hmm. Well, what do the fans expect? I'm not sh- how like how realistic is it to even be able to get a gauge on that? Yeah, no, it's not. Easy. It's pretty fluid. It's not easy. It's it is pretty fluid. I basically judge it by how many people show up when they're not good. Or when they're not like oh that's really hard good. especially it is and and in the in the last twenty years but that's also, that that's really hard I also have a I'll admit I have a skewed view of that because of where we are right like Nebraska, we give you a false sense of security we show up for losing sports yeah Nebraska football shows up no matter how it's, how it's going Nebraska basketball has shown up no matter how it's yeah. going like we're I mean, that's clearly the strength of – Yes. That's and clearly the strength of the state. I get that it's the outlier, but I also understand that it's a real thing, right? There's other programs that do that. There's other programs that still show up when they're not good. Like Georgetown? Not Georgetown. Um, <laughs> I just asked the questions. <laughs> Listen, I know. I know. But <laughs> Like you, Michigan? You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Well, I mean, I think Michigan and Ohio State are actually very similar. Michigan's not showing up for basketball. No. But I, I think they're actually very similar jobs, Ohio State and Michigan basketball, despite the fact that Michigan's had more success because of what we talked about there. Michigan will show up for football no matter what, right? Ohio State will show up for football no matter what. That's not the same for basketball. They still have the same resources. They still have – I mean, there's, those are very similar basketball okay. jobs in I understand. my opinion. I understand. Um, and that to me is – why they'll always be second-tier basketball jobs? Because I think this these kinds of conversations are important. Mm-hmm. Because if you're if you're going to look at it from Coach Mack's vantage point, what are his what are his what are his clear strengths that we have been able to tangibly see since he's been at Creighton? I think it, two are undeniable. Okay. His ability to connect with the fan base. Mm-hmm. He is very um, good at being authentic when it comes to his relationship with the fan base and the media. I think we feel like we know Coach Mack. Fair. Okay. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is development. Development's been incredible. Guys get better under his watch. Almost always. Now, you can get – there are some sneaky ones. Yeah. You know, where you could say, golly, he's – Turned out to be a much probably better recruiter. Yeah, absolutely. Than than, than we than much we better thought. recruiter than we thought he was going to be. Much better at filling his his the coaching staff. How about the st- yeah, I was just going to say yeah. his ability to hire because there's always you know uh, like a guy leaves like I was a big Steve Lutz guy. Yeah, right. He leaves, you bring a guy in, you're like oh 
He's actually pretty good. Uh, Al, Al Huss leaves. Yeah. I was like, and I, I didn't really know that much about Al Huss when he got here. His ability to fill out his staff is is has been sne- really good. sneaky impressive. Um, and then you were not having even gotten to his X's and O's acumen, right? Yeah. Like, which is I think people, I think rightly consider him one of the best offensive minds. One hundred percent. So so there we go. So there's a lot of things to to like about Coach Mack if you're Ohio State, and I think it matches up with some of the things you would maybe be concerned about. If you're Ohio State, also. You see, I set the table. Look at that. You just, you kind of like, hey, I'm going to put the plates And out. I don't want to put, I don't want people to, I'm not trying to tell you how to think. No. I'm just, I'm just going to lay, we're just going to lay it out there. You can do with it what you Here's, will when you, when you want, because I'm surprised at Columbus's response so far. That they're not thrilled? It, yeah. You should be elated. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You, like, you should be elated Coach to even. Mack is, he is absolutely the most proven guy you have a shot at. 100%. Now, you might take a flyer on somebody that's, like, young and upcoming and ends up being really, really good. But as far as proven commodities, Mac is the best thing you are yeah. going to have an access to. Now, like, like, I'm, like I'm taking Mac over Nate Oates. Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think people – here's the thing about Ohio State, though, that I think – the football fan that watches basketball when football season's over. I, I tried to get you to nip this in the bud since Monday, <laughs> but here, I, here comes, here comes. I get, I go ahead. It's a real thing. Go ahead. It's a real thing. Okay. I think those just just because it is doesn't mean it's it should be. No, I don't think it should be. Okay. But those that is a large section of the Ohio State basketball fan base. Yeah. And those people are used to Ohio State football recruiting at a super high level. Mm-hmm. I think they look at Nate Oates and who he's been able to bring to Alabama, and they like it more than what they look at in terms of the recruiting rankings of what Greg McDermott's been able to bring to Creighton. Now, I think Greg McDermott's done a better job of identifying talent, identifying fit within the system, and then developing it within that system than Nate Oates has. But Nate Oates has gotten, oh, he had number three pick in the draft last year. Creighton didn't have that. You know, Nate Oates, oh, he brings five stars in. He brings this guy in. That, to me, I think Ohio State fans, and to be fair, I think it's not exclusive to Ohio State. No. They get blinded by the stars. But do you know one of the things that I appreciate about Nebraska's fan base? What's that? Is that they've, they've been able to distinguish, even though there is some crossover, mm-hmm. they've been able to distinguish football from basketball. Now, they both haven't had a ton of success lately. Yeah. But the ability to look at recruiting and the profile differently. Sure. I think is an absolute strength, and I'm this, this. I'm not DB here for to pump up Nebraska's fan base. I'm just simply telling you, like, there's some inherent truths that have that have bore out that I think allow this these programs to stay afloat with their fan base, and a lot of it is recognizing who and what we are. Sure, which is what this exercise is Abs- all about. Absolutely, I will say, I think the Nebraska, at least now, the Nebraska recruiting profile for football. And basketball is closer than it is for Ohio State. I still think we've only cared about development. In what sense? Football. Sure. I think that has always been first and foremost, which has kept recruiting at bay. You, now you have about the you have about twelve to fifteen percent of the fan base mm-hmm. that is now back into or still into stars. Sure. Need need more talent. Yeah. Need more talent. Need more talent. Well, so, the thought is right. If you can develop the three star then if you can develop a five-star in that same way, then that guy's better, right? 
you don't always take into a fact, well, maybe the five star is closer to a ceiling already. Maybe, you know, th- there's other things going on. Yeah, there, it's, right? like, it's, 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 it's like Mac with, with, like, let's say, Baylor Shireman. Just take a look at development. Yeah. Right? If you're, you're trying to choose a program. Baylor's better this year than he was last year. And, and he was already really and when, when he had to, And when he had to pick a school. Yeah. Let's just look at development. He went to Creighton. Right, let's let's yeah. just look at development. I know there's a couple of these aforementioned schools in the SEC that are courting you. Mm-hmm. One in particular. Let's just look at development, though. Yeah. Right. So you don't go I, to John Calipari to get developed. Well, that job may come open here pretty soon. It may. It certainly may. But you know what I mean. Like well, yeah. they did finally get off the schneid, though. They got the win the other night at home. John, I Cal- think they lost three in a row, right? I think that's right. John Calipari is the 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 bigger, sexier name, right? Or at least at, at some point was. Yeah. But you don't go to John Calipari to get developed. You go to John Calipari if you're out of high school and you want to be in the NBA in, like, 18 months. So, so the funny thing is, is, you know, there's all these undertones and all this talk. Ah, oh, man, you know, how'd we get here? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Marcus Blossom and Mack? the father. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. And I always I, – I go, I go back to what we talked about on Monday, and I said this goes for players, it goes for coaches, it goes for people in relationships. Mm. What, what, what? What do you mean? Where am I going? You're, you want to go somewhere you're celebrated, not tolerated. Go where you're celebrated, not tolerated. And listen, I'm not here professing that I know Mac better than 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 anybody else mm-hmm. or or whatever, right? He's not he's not hitting me up. You know, we're not doing pillow talk, right? We we exchange congratulatory texts. I can say I appreciate you. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple times I can call and say, hey, need a little advice, but we're not. He's not telling me his. His, his, his plans. His plans, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. But but you could just tell, right? Like there's there's so many little crumbs that have been left, whether it's contract extensions, yeah. negotiations. And listen, it's a private institution, so we don't really know yeah. what what Well, what they he didn't makes. give us a lot. They said longer than two, less than ten, I think was the line. You know, and that's fine, right? Yeah, I mean, they don't have to. to each is, yeah, 100%. But we got here for a reason. But let me let me ask you this, okay? Because I think this is an important distinction. Obviously, Coach Mack and Rasmussen and, and, and Bruce Rasmussen were super tight. Had right? an amazing – Very, yeah. very close. As he did with the majority of his coaches. He did. That's, that was his strong suit, right? right? Relationship building. I, I would hate to have to get Coach Booth on the phone. <laughs> okay. Relationship building with those coaches, right? Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this. Is it possible – that because he doesn't have, and it would be impossible to have that with somebody coming in new, right? I mean, at least right away. Not saying it's impossible to build that, but let's say that things aren't actually, you know, uh, tense between him and Marcus Blossom or whatever, but is it possible that just not having that tight of a relationship makes it feel like you're less celebrated? Um, maybe. Like, does feeling less celebrated at some point make you feel only tolerated when that's really not the vibe they're giving off? And and I and I need to be clear on the celebratory thing because it's not folks fawning on you. It's just simply whether you know they you have they their have, best yeah, interest. They've got at your heart. back. They've got your best. That, interest that, that's at heart. that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be rainbows and butterflies, and I don't have to have coffee ready for you. And but but hey, man, like. I do acknowledge at the it, end of the day, and you are appreciated. You yeah. are valued. Th- th- that's just leadership one hundred and one. Sure. And and whether this turns out over time to be an indictment of Blossom or not, I don't know. It's unfair to kind of broach it from from that vantage point. Yeah. All I know for sure is it is unfair though. You don't get here for no reason. Sure. 
No, I get that. that, that you know what I mean? Like, and even if it, but here, here's the thing. Even if it is, does end up being an indictment on Blossom, that doesn't mean he's bad at his job. It doesn't mean he, was, he didn't get here for the right reasons. What it might mean is he was never able to overcome not being Raz. Yeah. Right? Because that's, that's a possibility that's what's happening here, right? Is that fair? That Marcus Blossom's biggest sin is that he is not Bruce Rasmussen. Maybe. It's possible. I'm it not is. saying that is. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, po- it's sure. And is it, it plausible? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's certainly whatever else is going on, I do think it's certainly part of it. Right? There might be other things that he does that people don't like or whatever. And really, I don't know. I'm not playing dumb here. Uh, you know, you, you hear things, but I, I really don't know. But I do think whatever the rest of it is, part of it is that he is not Bruce Rasmussen. And there's nothing he can do about that, which really isn't fair to him. The mm. rest of it maybe is or isn't. But the fact that he seems to be being held accountable for not being Raz is really not fair. Now, it may not matter. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I'm, I'm listening. Well, think about that over I, the I'm break. listening. Because, I mean, Raz is there at every He's game. There right? a lot. You can see him. He yeah. can handshake and says what's up. and I, like He's there. He's around. And Max pretty far along in his career where I think, I don't know if he needs to have his, doesn't have to be the exact same, but is it such a stark contrast where you got to find something else different to do? We'll have it more on this Coach Matt conversation as well as we'll get some coverage on the Kansas City Parade coming up next.